0: In today's Go Harvest podcast, I want to take a few moments to talk about six ways that a staff member can influence the church. The church leadership definitely influences the church staff. The staff team members are under the direction and leadership of the senior pastor and senior leadership teams, and as a result, they have the opportunity to set up a structure and a framework and a vision and a a way of doing things that helps not only keep the staff team accountable, but also empowered and motivated and energized, ready to go with the resources that are needed, structure that is uh, widely known and and easily uh, able to step into that, and with a vision and a goal that helps overall, everybody move toward the same end product. And church staff also influence the church. So church staff team members have a major impact on the direction of the church and on the ways that uh, the culture is built and how people that they lead are serving. And I also think it's amazing, as Craig Grishel just had in one of his recent podcasts, uh, how anybody with an official title or without can lead up by honoring those who they are serving and working with and working for, they're able to influence the organization. So I've often asked the question, what influences more? I've noticed some churches where staff team members seem to be flourishing and and um, just really hopping with their vision and their risk-taking and, and uh, success in various areas, but also failure as well. And it seems to all be rolling along with a lot of momentum. In that sense, I, I think that maybe the church is really doing something right to help the staff. Then other times I get a sense that a staff person is, and it's like uh, the, the church needs that person there at that time. And I believe that God's Spirit just lines that up and uh, kingdom work happening in that way all over the globe. But in reality, this person really does leave a major impact on the church. Any of us working in the church uh, and serving in volunteer or paid roles are going to leave some kind of legacy and impact. But I thought today I would just share six ways that a staff member can influence the congregation. So here's the first one through prayer. It's really an obligation for the pastor and the staff members to invest some time in prayer for their church for the teams they're with and the people they oversee and so i just think about the idea of having a prayer plan an intentional time block and a system for praying through your people and this really this key component of trusting god through prayer there are some things that will only happen by prayer as the bible says and when we ask for things when we believe it then god is at work in that and so there are a a lot of possibilities for the church staff to not only work hard and get all the logistical stuff done but also to step back and invest time each day praying for their church and ministry and trusting that god is going to be at work through it and i've seen this on on numerous occasions where needing a a resource of some sort most often it's people related certain number of people to help with this project or to fulfill these roles for the ministry to be smoother And we'll spend time in prayer and all of a sudden comes out of the woodwork. Like people are just signing up and you don't even realize how they, how they got connected. And there's also the idea that, um, sometimes we are the prophets, um, declaring what needs to be declared. But most often we need to act on behalf of the people going to God more in a priest fashion. So the prophets are out speaking from God to the people and the priests were speaking to God. On behalf of the people. That's the way we need to be as church leaders. We need to be praying for our people and the needs and the, the possibilities we have together. And so it's obligation for each of us. And it also influences the church, maybe more than anything else that we would do, that we would have an intentional prayer plan. There's a lot of ways to do this, and it's totally fine if you change this regularly. It can happen for a while, and then it can switch, become something else. I've had on on my calendar, my to-do list even, to pop up And uh, um, certain days I would pray for various aspects of the ministry, maybe for the worship ministry. And then another day I would pray for people who are helping in small group leadership or student ministry. And another day I might uh, pray for people who are involved in hospitality ministry or whatever the case is and just pick days of the week and remember that. Other times I have just um, lifted up the names of people who are serving along with me the key leaders and just written them out in my journal and and prayed for them so that they had uh, the undergirding of God's power and presence as they led. There's also the possibility of fasting and praying. And most often I do that before a, a major season or during a major season or before in a major one day event or something like that and um, there's a lot of different ways to fast one simple way is to uh, do a 24-hour fast you just have supper the night before and the next day you intentionally don't eat breakfast or lunch or any snacks and then supper the next evening you break the fast with a meal and it is amazing how much power there is in that as you pray and as you focus your attention on the lord and that's why in scripture it said that um, fasting and prayer is important and so it's not something we want to run around and just talk about but it is one major way that a staff person can influence the church number two you influence the church by developing leaders so the leaders you invite to join you in the work is one way that you're going to shape the church for the future not just for the lives of the people working with you although that's uh, high-powered ministry teams are a, uh, an incredible way and route for people to not only feel like they're doing something You know meaningful with their lives but also connecting in relationships and you can do a lot with the ministry team but also for the lives that are impacted by those who you invite in so i remember times when i have invited people to lead a group or to lead a sunday school class or to lead a team and that simple invitation that simple moment of invitation somewhere along the way just a small seed planted grew into years and years in some cases of service in ministries where people felt passionate and gifted and were effective. And so that one little conversation, that one little invitation was a powerful part of influencing the church. So the first one is influencing the church by prayer and then through developing leaders. And the third one is through kind-hearted service. No one needs a team member that is always looking after their own interest. Of course, we wanna have a good balance and opportunities to care for our own lives and our homes and to be balanced with Sabbath and good parameters and borders and all that stuff. But if you're only looking out for your own interest, then it's gonna be difficult for you to influence a lot of people. Rather than uh, you know working on it for your own benefit, you wanna work out of a love for and obligation to Christ Jesus. Even working just for the church alone is gonna turn a little hollow. Church is a divinely inspired organization, but it's still run and operated with with all of us humans who are imperfect and doing our best, but most often uh, don't live up to the standard. And so you can get disgruntled pretty quickly if you're, when we work out of a love for and an obligation to Christ Jesus, then we are able to, as Philippians two talks about, have his attitude and to seek God's heart with when dealing with people in the congregation. Serving kindly doesn't mean being a pushover, or, but it means leading people where they need to be. And it means being strong, but really compassionate. It means loving people where they are and going the extra mile so that they get a glimpse of what christ-like behavior is all about so kindness is really a hallmark of a christ-like leader and a lot can be accomplished with kindness and in our day and age maybe that seems like too soft for leading in other aspects of life but even in the corporate and business sector marketplace it seems like love and kindness and uh, kind of a a compassion for people has taken a front burner seems like that's the approach everybody always talks about and they always sort of you know podcast and business leaders always kind of disclaimer it with oh this sounds like it's too soft but believe me it works of course it works because jesus christ led the way showed us how to do this and put it down on paper for people to read for all these centuries and generations the christian church has been people who have served kindly so here's the next one modeling sacrifice serving in a church staff role really does require sacrifice it uses your time your gifts it raises your stress level at times your ideas everything kind of goes in to helping on the great commission and um at times you know we joke about that we're like yeah i work part-time but you know part-time ministry it's always full-time and and maybe some of that needs to you know pendulum leads to swing back a little bit compensation to match the actual hours or any of those things but even when it does we understand our role, balancing life with the hard and good work of ministry and keeping a positive attitude, modeling what it means to give your all. I think about that every once in a while when we're inviting people to volunteer and serve in a worship band. And, um, you know, I kind of think to myself, yeah, we got all day long to work and then we come in the evening. So I realize that that's part of my role in life. And so sometimes I do need to, you know, put the brake on a little bit so I don't burn out. but um, Sometimes on Wednesdays, I think, yep, all the guys and girls in the praise band, they got up, they went to school and work at eight o'clock and they got done about five. They ran home, grabbed supper and showed up here at six and they're here till nine. I'm going to do the same thing. And so a lot of my Wednesdays are, are just that. So we model sacrifice so that we are able to, um, to help the church continue to serve and to go. Then the next way is through hard work. You get up early, as I just mentioned. You pack your brown bag lunch. Physically, or maybe just mentally, you grab your tools, guitar, laptop, whatever it is you need for your ministry role, and you head out for a solid day of good old fashioned work. Ministry leaders need to manage their time well. They need to make a list of what they want to accomplish. They need to write down their goals. They need to go hard while they're there, move fast, allow only a, a bare minimum of your time to be sucked away by, you know, indecisiveness and procrastination and social media and all the things that are easier to say than do. But always be willing to put people first and to understand that working with people is not cut and dried, but it's gonna require hard work. So we don't want the, as I mentioned, the lines to get blurred, you know, a late night here and there or a long weekend or a big event. It's gonna happen in ministry. There's there's not nine to five kind of life. And when that happens, you definitely need to bring some harmony to your home life and your family and maybe take off a day somewhere and do something that's gonna bring balance to that. But for the most part, have a solid finish line each day. Know what you want to accomplish. I like the book Deep Work, where it talks about how too often we pick up our cell phone every six minutes, get distracted by all kinds of dings and pings from our computers, and we don't have a chance to shut the door and for 90 minutes stay focused on a project without any distraction. And I found on the days that I can actually pull that off, it blows my mind. It's like, man, just 90 minutes in the morning with my door closed and no talking allows me to do something that that pretty much feels like I'm done for the day in some ways. The rest of the day is almost like icing compared to the productivity that comes from just focusing. You have to have a goal in order for that to happen. And and in order for that to all work out well, you need a, the idea that hard work is going to influence your church. And so you wanna finish up with a day and be able to say, that was well done. We, we did what we needed to do. Now we'll wait for the next time around. Church staff who influence our church, they pray, they develop leaders, They serve with kind heartedness, they model sacrifice, they put in hard work and they serve with a committed faith, both in the church, but also at home and at work. As scripture says, a a spiritual leader must keep his own life and home in order. Family, friends, relationships, and all the non-ministry obligations should be tended to. And we don't want to just heap, you know, more and more on, on church staff, people don't want to stress everybody out but really trust God to lead you in this balance. There is enough time each day to do God's will. And ever since I heard that quote by somebody, I don't remember who, it's always reminded me that we want to put in the day committed to um, serving through faith in God's church. So we want to develop disciplines that that keep us in check for healthy and whole living and spiritual, physical, relational, emotional well-being and the byproduct is going to be a healthier ministry and influence in your church. And your faith is gonna not only grow in your own life, but it's gonna overflow into the lives of other people. There's a, there's a place in scripture where it talks about, don't tire of doing good, never get tired of doing good, never lack in zeal. And I used to read that scripture to mean, you gotta go, 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 go. And in reality, it might mean more like, plan your life in such a way that you are able to recharge, follow the rhythms of Sabbath and, and sleep and all those things that allow you to not get tired, and not lack in zeal. So we want to um, you know, bring that up as we are are making our schedules and putting days together. This is Ava Andrews and I lead worship with Harvest Ministry. We would love to invite you to listen to some of our music on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, or wherever you like to listen. Over the years, Harvest has recorded worship music, kids worship, instrumental, and more. You can find all the various albums at harvestministryteams.com slash music. Thanks. And the other thing we can do as we live out a committed faith is that we continue to speak about it. So you want to speak to your people with the words of jesus you want to mention the name of jesus declare the name of jesus you want to lift up the the gospel and the the story of hope no matter what people are going through and we want to make sure that we're reading and staying engaged in scripture so that we can use that in our conversations and and help people to stay focused on that so those are the six ways that a staff member can influence a church through prayer, through developing leaders, kind-hearted service, modeling sacrifice, through hard work, and through a committed faith. And one last thing here, I just want to remind us that our name is going to be attached. So thankfully, the cornerstone for the church is Jesus. It is Jesus' church, and we are interim. I've mentioned that several times on this podcast. Everybody, at some point, is not going to be serving in their role. You're going to retire, you're going to you know, move on, whatever the case is. You're only there for now, and that church is going to Continue on. So we can all rest in that grace. But ironically and amazingly and surprisingly, Jesus chooses to build his church on individuals. And in some sense, our names will be attached to the work, some sort of legacy that will be left. Every once in a while at our church, we get a piece of junk mail usually that has somebody's name that hasn't worked at the church for, you know, 20 years, maybe even. And i'll look at that name and i'll think wow well, i haven't thought of them in a long time they used to be the youth pastor or the music director or whatever and um it's just kind of a reminder to me that our names are going to come up throughout uh, you know throughout history you invite somebody to join you in some kind of work you lead somebody to christ you invite people to be a part of the church you you know raise up this temperature of of people following jesus with all their heart and, and whether that's kids or, or students or adults Down the road somewhere, they're going to be telling the story. Their testimony now includes you as somebody who reached out to them, invited them, met them where they were, helped meet a need, or whatever the story is. So how do you want to be remembered? How do you want people to remember your work at your church? What successes do you want to see happen as a result of you being employed by your church for this season in your life. Those are six ways that a staff member can influence the church. And I'm praying for you as a potential church staff member, that you are allowing God to use you in ministry and that your church will not only benefit, but that it'll be shaped, it'll be formed, and it'll be changed by God using you. God's faithfulness working through you and I, imperfect people seeking to love and follow Jesus, and just to see what kind of things happen as a result of that. Thanks for listening again to the Go Harvest podcast. I'm so glad that you tuned in today and looking forward to uh, more times of talking and thinking. And if you would like to check out the blog post for this, you can take a look at timpriceblog.com. And we'd also like to invite you to do a couple things. One is we'd love for you to rate this podcast and to share it and to leave a review. And we would also like for you to support this podcast. If you would like, it's really simple. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash goharvest and there you can see a support button and you can join us on a monthly basis. I want to thank you again for your ministry. We're praying for you and know that good things are going to happen even in the midst of chaotic times because God is in control and God is using you right where you are.